0: Hello, my gay boys.
1: (laughs) Well. (laughs) Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. One More Thing is a podcast celebrating LGBTQ plus pop culture. That's not, that's not it. That's it. That's not the line. Welcome to 1 More Thing with Jay and Robert, I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. Welcome to 1 More Thing. Nope, that's no, not it. It. Welcome to 1 More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Robert.
2: And I'm Jay. Ooh, that, <laughs> that sounds, sounds weird. weird.
1: Welcome to 1 More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm-, I'm... Nope. <laughs> Welcome to 1 More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. 1 More Thing is a podcast celebrating pop culture through
0: an LGBTQ plus lens. did I have
1: Have been gone for a while. Almost six months. Yeah, so welcome welcome back, Jay. Thanks, Robert. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to season three of One More Thing. We're super excited. If you've never listened to the podcast before, hi. Hello. There's a lot that's been going on from when the thingies happened, really. With yeah. The last time that we talked to you guys. Um, and to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're actually not friends. We haven't
0: seen each other until right now. So we have a
1: lot to catch up on. So we've made a list of the top 20 things that have happened since season two that we feel need to be addressed before we can really dive into the rest of the season. Yeah. So let's get it going. Number one, Starbucks cups. They were gay. There were two things that were gay about (laughs) them. One is there were genderless hands holding hands at the top of the cup. And then there was another picture of two women sitting at a table together having Starbucks. Right. And everybody that cared about it was like, holy shit, like this is awful and Starbucks should be boycotted. And so once again, specific Christians were like... We're boycotting Starbucks' this Christmas because it's not real Christmas. Yeah. Which happened the year before when, like, there was no decoration. It or happens colors.
0: every year. The only way Starbucks could make these people happy is if they put Jesus on the
1: cross on their cups. Number two, Gus Kentworthy and Adam Rippon happen. I actually watched a really funny video with Adam Rippon and his mom on Mother's Day. And his mom said that she almost changed her name because her name is Kelly. And people keep thinking that she's Kelly, Kelly Rippa. <laughs> And she was like, I, we, he was at a competition like in the middle of nowhere and she was going to her hotel. And she was like, there were like 16 people in the lobby waiting for her to get there. And then she came in and they were all incredibly disappointed <laughs> that she wasn't Kelly Ripa. So there's that. But they became famous. I'm, I'm proud of them, you know, from me, me, the no one, talking about two Olympic athletes. Not because of what they did in the Olympics, which I mean was cool, but also because they're, like, still famous.
0: I mean, Gus Kenworthy, I find a little bit annoying.
1: He, I mean, he's very much just famous because he's hot. What do you think about Adam? Uh, no opinion. No opinion. Gotcha. I love Adam.
0: I have not paid attention to him at all.
1: He was the one that kind of led the whole, we are not going to the White House to meet the president Mm -hmm. after the Olympics deal. And then Gus, a couple weeks later, was like, yeah. (laughs) And I like that he is, I guess, like today's sassy gay in the media. Mm -hmm. But he's doing a lot of good with it. So I'm a fan of Adam Ripon. And he has a great butt. <laughs> Number three, Black Lightning, mm-hmm. great TV show. It's the first
0: television superhero of color mm-hmm. to lead a major superhero TV show. Yeah, the first on film lesbian superhero of color. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there are two lesbian superheroes of color on the show, and they are dating Grace and Anissa. Mm-hmm. So the main character, her name is her superhero name is Thunder. Mm-hmm which is a lot of fun. And her, like, non-superhero regular name is Anissa. And then her girlfriend's name is Grace. And Grace... Not in the show yet, but eventually becomes a superhero named, oh, just named Grace, I guess. Yeah, I guess she just keeps her regular name. You know what? Good for her. On Wikipedia, it says that her name is just Grace. And she is Asian-American, and she dates Anissa, who is black. And in the second season, they're going to join their like superhero team called the Outsiders apparently where they'll be on like a team of all female superheroes which is really cool because that's never happened on like the television before and my favorite thing about it is that from the beginning Anissa is a lesbian and she has a girlfriend who she breaks up with for Grace and it's never she doesn't have like a coming out plot line she just has like a coming out as a superhero plot line and her parents are like super supportive and there's even in the second episode she like hasn't been around for a while and her sister's like where's Anissa and they're like probably out with whatever girl she's seeing right mm-hmm. now and it's like a total totally just like normal accepted thing and she never encounters homophobia in a way that it's
1: never like a, p- a part of the larger plot yeah i think the only time that they even reference her coming out is there's a scene where her mom is trying to like strike her with confidence and she's like when you came out yeah to us you felt this way and that's how you feel now. And it's more of like a comparison, not a like actual coming out flashback or anything like that. Yeah, She's also really badass. Yeah, she's so cool. cool. She has super strength. She's super speed. She can do like all this
0: shit. There's a part where she like jumps over an enormous fence. Yeah. And she, like, breaks through a wall. She's more powerful even than Black Lightning, really, because she has more powers. Yeah. And he just has his like, electricity thing.
1: They found a really great balance of not being like, she's a lesbian! And also, like, she's a lesbian, but, like, we're not really gonna talk about it. Yeah. She's just, like, she's there. She just lives her life. Yeah. It's a great balance where it's, like, part of the plot and also not part of the plot.
3: Yeah. Our sex is mind-blowing, you know that. Hmm. But I need more, Anissa. I feel like I'm just a distraction for you you've been dating a year and you haven't met my parents You don't know
2: any of my friends. I mean, babe, you know, I'm busy between school and teaching and Trying to help organize the community. I'm not asking you to give up any of that. Well, that's what it sounds like Look, I'm sorry like
3: I said now is not a good time and You've been through a
0: lot Sorry
2: It's okay
1: Speaking of lesbians, number four, disobedience. Yeah,
0: which Robert has not seen.
1: Nope. But I have. Mm -hmm.
0: And it certainly was a movie. (laughs) (laughs) it's Rachel McAdams and Rachel Weiss and Rachel Weiss's father who's a rabbi dies and she has to come back to town and it's this like very private Orthodox Jewish community in London and she lives in New York and has like a very like New York lifestyle and she has to come back to her little Orthodox community to grieve her father and when she's there she finds out that her cousin is married to Rachel McAdams now and Rachel McAdams is her ex-girlfriend.
1: Secretly or non-secretly?
0: Secretly. They sort of have to deal with like seeing each other again and navigating like being in the same place but not being able to be together and like what their religion means to their sexuality and there's a lot of making out and a really great sex scene that's absurdly long it lasts like a crazy long time that's the one
1: where she spits in her mouth right? it is yes How was that?
0: that's great <laughs> <laughs> and the sex scene ends with an extreme close-up of rachel mcadams having her first ever orgasm <gasps> oh yeah
1: number five
0: yeah so rupaul happened
1: so rupaul was in the media a lot over the past couple of months. yeah
0: two full seasons of drag race have happened since our last season
1: ru got called out yeah which is great Yeah. And I liked the way that it was solved, even though it was kind of funny.
0: Yeah. RuPaul said, Drag loses its sense of danger and its sense of irony once it's not men doing it, because at its core it's a social statement and a big F you to male-dominated culture. So for men to do it, it's really punk rock because it's a real rejection of masculinity. And then regarding Peppermint, RuPaul says, It's an interesting area. Peppermint didn't get breast implants until after she left our show. She was identifying as a woman, but she hadn't really transitioned. The interviewer then followed up asking Ru if he would accept a contestant who had really, quote, really transitioned off onto the show and RuPaul says probably not you can identify as a woman and say you're transitioning but it changes once you start changing your body it takes on a different thing it changes the whole concept of what we're doing we've had some girls who've had some injections in the face and maybe a little bit in the butt here and there but they haven't transitioned and then the tweets happened and the tweets were picture close-up pictures of drag queen's lips with the caption the first caption was ego loves identity drag mocks identity Ego hates drag. And then you can take performance-enhancing drugs and still be an athlete, just not in the Olympics.
1: And the entire drag race community and its fans kind of came after her. Yeah. In not a mean way.
0: Especially because of also the she-male thing that happened in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. And RuPaul tweeted that he regretted the hurt I have caused. The trans community are heroes of our shared LGBTQ movement. You are my teachers. On Drag Race, the only thing we've ever screened for is charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Every morning, I pray to set aside everything I think I know same so i may have an open mind and a new experience i understand and regret the hurt i have caused the trans community are heroes of our shared lgbtq movement you are my teachers but with that apo- that really good apology mm-hmm. tweet rupaul tweeted an image that someone then <laughs> found out when you google search trains flag the image Ru posted is
1: the first image that comes up
0: not trans flag trains flag <laughs> Uh, Which I mean, people know what the trans flag looks like.
1: Especially if you lead, I'd say, like the biggest gay TV show that's ever existed.
0: Yeah. Does RuPaul not have an assistant? Did that's no one hardest. say Ru? That's the wrong one. You made a typo.
1: There's like a full team around Ru. Oh yeah. We're like.
0: I just want to know was it was it some like intern who just fucked up, mm-hmm. or was it RuPaul being like, no, I'll do it myself trains flag, and everyone was like, um, okay, you want to do it yourself? So that happened. Yeah. Overall, I would say 50-50, good and crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm very curious if next season will feature like an out-trans woman yeah. in the show. Because the- when this happened, the seasons like All-Stars 3 and this current season, season 10, had already been filmed. Yeah. So I'm curious for Rue was like, well, to really nip this in the butt, we should like Nip. Get some trans women on the show.
0: Nip this in the butt? Yeah. Bud.
1: Bud. Oh. <laughs> well, I love a butt.
0: <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? You suddenly come into some extra money. You're thinking, man, I've paid my rent. I've bought my food. And I've got five extra dollars this month. What am I going to do with it? Well have we got news for you. You can take that $5 and you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash one more thing. And you can give that $5 a month to your trusty friends, Jay and Robert. And with that money, if you give us $1 a month, you'll get a bonus episode every month. It might be us, I don't know, what we we in those episodes? We fell in love once, we talked about our favorite people. For $5, you get a video every month where sometimes we cook food, Sometimes we play games. Frequently, we play games. <laughs> and all for the low, low price of $5 a month. Can you believe it? And by the way, at $5 a month, you get both the episode and the video. What more could you want? Honestly, honestly, what more could you want? Number six, Jimmy Kimmel and Chelsea Handler.
1: I'm very curious to hear about this because I love pointing out when Jimmy Kimmel is transphobic or homophobic. You hate Jimmy Kimmel. He's awful. (laughs) He's not funny. He does have really good guests. I just think that he's never met someone in the LGBTQ community before. Totally. And when he has, he's always dumbfounded. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. And so on our Instagram, if you go through, there are a couple posts where he just, like, is introduced or interviewing someone in the community. He just doesn't know what to do with himself or says things that are homophobic or transphobic, but everyone, like, laughs or doesn't realize that he's yeah. wrong.
0: On our Instagram, Robert likes to collect Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> being an enemy of the LGBTQ plus community.
1: Well, this all started that year that he did the Emmys and made that joke about how he compared Orange is the New Black to Transparent. Yeah. And was like, it's transitioning from comedy to drama or drama to comedy yeah. or whatever. And we were, we were watching it together and we were like, what? Yeah. And he got a little bit of backlash for it, but not enough to like, po- like it didn't really spread. Yeah, and he didn't apologize or anything. Yeah. And so because that happened, and then he's just like constantly doing this. Yeah. I think he's the worst person in the world. However, also also on this list, you have Chelsea Handler, which I have some questions about.
0: Chelsea Handler recently uh, came under some fire. Chelsea Handler tweeted about Lindsey Graham, who is a senator from which Carolina? South South Carolina. Yeah. She tweeted, holy fuck, fuck. (laughs) I just saw the video of Trump's bipartisan, quote, meeting yesterday. Hey, at Lindsey Graham SC, what kind of dick-sucking video do they have on you for you to be acting like this? Wouldn't coming out be more honorable? Which— What? What? Yeah, which by itself is like, okay, whatever, Chelsea Handler. It's not like...
1: Oh, that's from Chelsea Handler. That's from Chelsea Handler to
0: Lindsey Graham, which is like not the greatest joke ever. It's more a bad joke than a homophobic joke. Mm -hmm. But then most recently in early April, Sean Hannity and Jimmy Kimmel got into a Twitter fight Mm -hmm. where Jimmy Kimmel just kept calling Sean Hannity gay Mm -hmm. for example he tweeted don't worry just keep tweeting you'll get back on top or does Trump prefer you on bottom either way keep your chin up big fella XO. We don't need to continually like claim to be queer advocates and then call people gay to insult them and at the same like literally 20 minutes before Chelsea Handler had tweeted Jeff Sessions is definitely a bottom which one could argue is not homophobic but one could more persuasively argue that it is homophobic.
1: It's (laughs) definitely both, both tweets are awesome. The first
0: response is that's very homophobic. <laughs>
1: Both tweets are definitely bottom shaming yeah. as well, but I'd say that they're both pretty homophobic.
0: Yeah, and they play into the stereotype that like bottoms are effeminate and weak. Yeah, that is just
1: homophobic. Yeah, and uh, not true. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've been seeing this a lot in politics, a lot. Wait, <laughs> let me say that again. Wait, how much? <laughs> I'd say in the past year or so, we've been we've been seeing a lot of this kind of. I don't want to say just tweeting because it's not just on Twitter, but this language. Being used. Yeah. Especially between like Donald Trump and Putin.
0: Yeah. And being like, Donald Trump has like Putin's dick in his mouth Mm -hmm. or whatever.
1: And it's like, I'm able to like watch the SNL sketches where that is brought up and be like, I see what you're doing and it's really funny. However, it's hurtful to what else you're trying to say. And it kind of is going against everything.
0: And I also just personally don't understand the mental gymnastics that has to go into being like, this is funny, but I'm not homophobic. I don't understand what the excuse is for being like, you know donald like or or the constant like saying that mike pence is gay and that all anti-gay senators are gay Mm -hmm. like i don't understand the mental gymnastics that goes into being like i am saying that the reason that bad things happen is because people are gay but i'm also not homophobic right you know like i don't understand what the other argument is and it's clearly just like a misguided heterosexual ally thing of being like well i'm not saying being gay is bad i'm just saying that these particular gay people are bad But unfortunately, like, the sample size is so small for actual experiences that straight people have with gay people, it comes across as homophobic instead of as, like, progressive.
1: And, like, why not just let Mike Pence be evil? Yeah. Let these people be dumb and stupid or whatever it is that you're actually trying to say. Instead of equating it back to being, like, well, they're clearly closeted or, like, whatever. Yeah,
0: and let's not say that being closeted makes you a monster, because there are people who remain closeted their entire lives because it is unsafe for them to be publicly or personally out.
1: And some of them are because of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, because of Mike Pence's policies, a lot of people have to remain closeted. Yeah. And so let's not say that, like, being closeted makes you into a bigot.
3: I also feel like it's one thing if, Can like— Can you say who you are? I'm Tessa, and I'm here— <laughs> I'm a producer and I'm just stepping in with my opinion because I matter yeah I also feel like it's one thing for like in the host of blackmail options be like do they have a tape of you sucking dick like yeah. that's different than just being like well aren't you gay well aren't you just being this way because you're gay aren't you yeah. mean because you're gay like you know like yeah. both are yeah. bad but like we wouldn't be offended if someone was like, do you have a tape of a porn star? Do you have a tape of you sucking dick? Like, just in the spectrum of yeah. problems. If you say it along with other things.
1: This all brings to mind one of my favorite TV shows, Cation. When Ellen Page went after, it wasn't... I think it was Ted Cruz. It was Ted Cruz. This all also happened on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it was, but it was they, Ted Cruz. But they filmed it for the docuseries Getcation. Yeah. Ellen kind of did the right thing where she went and attacked his policy Instead of being like, I'm gay, you should come out. Yeah. So everyone, let's follow Ellen Page's example. <laughs> All right,
2: our there next couple is, oh, two guys. All right. What is your name? Uh, John. <laughs> Ross. Ross and John, you guys are a couple? Yeah. Yep. How long have okay. you been together? Uh, two years in March. Two years in March, okay. I'll go are, with that one. Are you married or are you just, like, dating? Oh, you're married. Newly okay. engaged. Engaged. Newly? Oh, newly engaged. Right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Why does John have a ring and you don't, Ross? Because I you haven't proposed propose yet. Back. Oh, you have to propose back? Yeah, it's the rules. So, technically,
1: are you engaged?
2: I am. He is, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next up, Love, Simon, which we saw in theaters together. We did, on the day it um, came out and was kind of an emotional experience for both of us. Oh yeah.
0: I cried. A yeah.
1: Lot. There were there were a lot of kids there with us, not like children, but like some preteens. And I don't know, teens. the kids next to me were like 11. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Didn't they, their parents had to, like, buy them a ticket Yeah, it was PG-13 It was PG-13, 13, so the kids next to me their moms had to buy them tickets. And that's I was right. like, good moms. But besides that, Love, Simon came out, which was the, what was it, the first mass-marketed
0: movie about a, a, a queer teenager. Yeah. With a queer teenage protagonist.
1: Yes. And we both read the book. Yes. And liked the book. You've since read the now sequel. Yeah,
0: there was a sequel that just came out called Leah on the Offbeat, which is about Simon's best friend Leah coming out as bisexual.
1: That leads me to something that I definitely want to talk about because I haven't read the book yet but have some questions about her being bisexual in it Mm -hmm. because in the movie they very much straight
0: wash her right so the thing about the book love simon is that i read it and i was texting you like oh my god like leah's definitely bisexual and in love with abby that doesn't end up happening and that's never really like addressed in the book and then in the movie. Leah is in love with Simon which doesn't happen in the book and when the sequel came out Becky Albertalli the author said basically like I didn't intend Leah to be bisexual and in love with Abby but like enough people read it that way that I was like oh maybe I did that by accident okay and then she like wrote a sequel where Leah is bisexual and in love with Abby but the thing that kind of sucks is that the movie doesn't ever explicitly say that Leah is straight so like there could be room yeah. for the sequel to be made where Leah is bisexual but it more explicitly in the book Leah never explicitly says who she is interested in and so it's a little bit less the door is a little bit more closed to her being bisexual yeah. because she is like I've been in love with Simon
1: forever so one thing that I thought was weird when we were watching it is the that everyone in the theater, how do I put this it never felt like this is a coming out story and it's the first one you've ever seen because totally even the kids in the school there were like a couple of bullies which they worked in very interestingly since it's very like the bully plot line is very different than the book yeah like maybe i've just been out of high school for so long but everybody else in the movie and in the theater were very open to a queer totally character, yeah where even after simon comes out in the scene at the carnival like the entire school is there to like watch him get a boyfriend yeah and to like find out who blue is And it was uh, just, like, weird. weird. Uh, It was almost a culture shock of my own.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, we both had sort of really emotional experiences when Blue and Simon get together at the end. Mm -hmm. And everyone in the theater cheered. And we were both like, whoa, this is not something either of us has ever experienced before. Of, like, the queer characters getting together and people, the audience, like, being like, hooray.
1: And we were maybe two of... 12 queer people in the theater. I mean, I don't I mean, want to generalize. I don't think we can assume. But, like, I'd say everyone that was cheering was probably straight.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a lot of, like, teenage girls
1: Yeah. who, God knows
0: what their sexuality was, but uh, objectively speaking, probably 80% of them were straight and 20% of them were queer. And so it was gonna be mostly straight girls cheering which was yeah surprising to me because I obviously have been out of high school for a while but I was a little bit surprised that it was so accepting and there like wasn't at all a plot line that was like you know he didn't ever get shoved in a locker or anything
1: Mm -hmm. we really only see him with his friends yeah he gets bullied during that one moment towards the end of the film
0: I don't know how realistic it is to have portrayed it as like no bullying at all and completely easy and safe to come out but I also do think it's good for like queer kids in rural communities to see that and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, even if this isn't my high school, like, this kind of high school does exist, and so there is a place in the world where it would be okay to be myself, you yeah. know? And I also, I mean, I saw a lot of people on social media who were upset that Love, Simon doesn't go far enough. Like, it's a mm-hmm. it's a white kid, and he's sort of, like, straight presenting, and he, you know, doesn't ever, like, have sex in the movie, but... Oh, which
1: I was really mad about.
0: Yeah, but I was pretty annoyed when people would be on, like, on my Facebook feed being like, Love, Simon isn't progressive enough. It made me sort of sad that people can't keep in mind that for a a lot of closeted queer kids and a lot of, like, families across America, Love, Simon is going to be the first thing they ever see that is, like, their experience with a gay person. And so if it was, like, Freak Show, which is a movie about a kid who is violently bullied for being, Mm -hmm. you know, basically, like, a drag queen at school, that's not going to play to as many audiences as, like, this movie that's about, like, a queer kid that's like, look, gay people can be normal. Which I think is a message that, like, you and I don't need to see because Mm -hmm. we know that already. But there are hundreds of millions of people who still need to
1: learn that. Yeah. What I'm about to say doesn't solve the issue at all. But I was like, the people that were like, Simon is a white kid annoyed me because I was like, oh, you didn't see the movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I
3: also get annoyed when, like, people don't let the first step of something in the mainstream happen before, like we keep going like obviously studios aren't going to take a chance on like something far more radical until they right. know that it's
0: exactly work. you can't not buy a ticket to love simon because it's not radical because if you don't buy a ticket then the radical stuff is never going to be it's never going to get to happen speaking of big mainstream studio movies with queer characters. Oh, (laughs) our new favorite movie. Blockers. My favorite movie. Blockers, for those of you who didn't see it, first of all, turn off the podcast and go see Blockers if you haven't. Really? It's a movie about three teenage girls who want to lose their virginity at prom. One of them wants to lose her virginity to her boyfriend. One of them is going to lose it to just, like, a random guy who, by the way... And one of them is about a girl who wants to lose her virginity but she wants to lose it to a woman. But she hasn't, like, told her friends that. So she's like, okay, she has, like, a crush on this girl but she's like, no, I'm gonna go with, like, whatever guy and lose my virginity to him. And so she just picks, like, a random guy and they go to prom together. And at the end of the movie, basically, like, she and the guy start to have sex and then she's like, wait, no, I definitely don't want this. And she has been, like, flirting with this the girl she has a crush on for a while, and then at the end of the movie, she and the girl get together, and that's the big, like, romantic climax of the movie. And I cried.
1: So, a couple things to attack here. Attack? Yeah. One, the best part of this entire experience is that oh. from seeing the trailer, yeah. you were like, she's definitely a lesbian. And it would be, you know, 3 a.m. on a Wednesday, and I'd get a list from you about yeah. like, all the w- reasons that you would think. And I was just, I just never really responded to them, because I had read an article and knew that she was a member of the LGBT community, didn't really know if she was bi or a lesbian, but I was like, I know that she ends up with the girl from The Real O'Neills in the movie. <laughs> And you were like, "These like this is definitely going to happen." And so we're sitting in the theater. It gets to the point where she's like making eyes at this girl, and you and you were like, oh, "It's it's going to happen," and then it doesn't, and it just kind of teases you for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, like she looks over the girl, and it kind of does the like ah like yeah. angel moment, and you. I think like, I stood started, up on my chair. Yeah, you were you ex- started to explode. Yeah. And then. Because I've never
0: been right. Like, I always just say this character's gay, and then I'm never cool right. I that. I was yeah. like, what do you mean you've no, never been a- right? I'm always right. <laughs> I'm always like, this character's
1: gay, and then they're not. And I never, never yeah. does it actually happen. And then the thing that I thought that was really nice about the film is that it really flew under the radar as being yeah. the queer film of the year that wasn't Love Simon. Yeah because it's about the three girls and then it's also about the three parents but it's kind of equal screen time
0: the gay kids dad's plot line is like the other two parents are trying to stop their kids from having sex because they don't want their kids to have sex yet and he's trying to stop his daughter from having sex with a boy because she's like clear he's like she's gay but she's not out yet Mm -hmm. I just like I just like sense it and I don't want her to do something that is gonna like make her upset in the long run to prove something to her friends Mm -hmm. and she's like I'm gay and instead of being like I know he's like that's great and he like doesn't he just is like that's amazing I still love you and he's never like yeah I know don't worry about it which I really liked because you know sometimes it's sort of annoying when a character is like I'm gay and everyone's like we already know because it's like let
1: her have that moment
0: because it's a big deal to say that
1: it's a beautiful film everyone should go watch it and it's just disguised as a romp about sex
0: I'm in I'm having sex tonight too uh, just like that yeah I mean why not because it's your first time and your first time should be special and
2: Perfect. Yours
0: can be special and perfect, mine is going to be tonight, and with that dude, just brownies. Connor Aldrich, your lab partner? Listen, my student athlete days are over. Tonight is the beginning of my adult life, and for the first time, I can do whatever I want. So I want to go to prom, get drunk, get potted up on weed, and lose my goddamn virginity. We're going to have the same first-time sex anniversary. We can go to dinner every year and commemorate it. <laughs> sticks for life, bitch!
1: So 9 and 10 are Grey's Anatomy and Rise, which if you don't follow our Instagram, you should. Yeah, because uh, we do
0: Grey's Anatomy updates and Rise updates.
1: Yeah, well, we did do Rise updates. Rise yeah. has now been canceled. And we
0: also do updates on number 11, Vita.
1: Yep, and Black Lightning And we do
0: all kinds of like queer TV updates on shows you should be watching and like what's going on on them.
1: So go follow us at one more thing with an A because I was taken and we'll keep you up to date on Grey's Anatomy so you don't have to watch 14 seasons of material to, to do that. But the cool thing about Grey's Anatomy that's happening right now is Shonda Rhimes has always been she's an ally. But she's always been really weird with her characters on Grey's Anatomy because they're always very specific. We had Callie, who was played by Sarah Ramirez, who is now no longer on the show. And then we had her girlfriend, Arizona, who is now no longer on the show, who recently left. Both of them have had multiple girlfriends over the seasons who were interns and stuff like that. There was a character early on in the show, though, who who went to Shonda Rhimes and was like, I want my character to be gay. Like, you need a gay guy on this show. And Shonda was like, I don't really think so. And he was like, well, if you don't want me to be gay on the show, then I'm going to leave. And she was like, okay. And so he was then written off the show. And now Shonda is like going above and beyond. Yeah, (laughs) she's going crazy just
0: throwing queer characters in. (laughs) The
1: entire world is now on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. (laughs) And so now we have two trans characters. One of them, you can go to our Instagram (laughs) and find out who they are. One of them is, is an incoming intern who has a really great plot line in their first episode. And then the other one is Candace Kane, who is also in season 14 and just doing doing some really great work. So go follow our Instagram and follow that. And then we also have been doing Rise, which also has a trans character on it.
0: Yeah. However, Rise
1: got canceled. Yeah. And also has a gay character on it.
0: Yeah. There was one openly gay character and one closeted character and they sort of like fell in love and there were twists and turns on their journey.
1: And then there's a trans character who is played
0: by a non-binary actor.
1: Yeah, which is really great, and has a couple nice moments where it's like, oh, this is how we should treat trans students. But on the other hand, they also straight wash to the main character. Right, So, and on
0: the third hand, it's a terrible show. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it got canceled. I've been changing in the utility room, and this is the theater, you know, the troupe and all. I feel weird having a separate space.
2: So where do you think you should
0: change? I guess the boys' dressing room. Okay, good. Uh, let me just talk to the guys. Oh no, that's that's okay. Um, I don't want it to like become a thing.
2: Right. Yeah. I get that. Uh, you'll come and talk to me if you need any help. Will you do that?
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, everyone. I'm gonna be changing in here with you from now on, if that's okay. Yeah, that's cool. We've also, you really got to follow our Instagram because there's also Vita, which is the first TV show ever with an all Latinx writer's room, mostly women, and a lot of queer women in the writer's room. And it's about these two sisters. One is a lesbian, one is straight, who their mom dies and they come home and find out that their mom has been married to a woman for like five years and that their mom has like left her property to the three of them together. So they have to like deal with the fallout of that. And the actor who plays the mom's wife is non-binary. The character is a cis woman, a butch cis woman, but the actor uses they them, which is really cool. Hmm. And the lesbian daughter, may I just say, if anyone is interested in knowing my type, (laughs) take a look at Vita. (laughs) Because the lesbian daughter is really doing great things for me. Will this be a show
1: that you watch all of or just specific scenes? So
0: far, I've watched all of it. There's a lot of really interesting stuff happening on it about, like, gentrification and, like, the plot of the three of them trying to, like, figure out how to divide up the estate is really—it's a really, really good show setting aside the fact that there's also this, like, very hot lesbian on it. Gotcha. And speaking of women I'm attracted (laughs) to— Two years ago, I stopped watching Jane the Virgin Mm -hmm. because I believed that Petra needed a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And two years later, she finally has one. (laughs) Which, this episode could just be called "Me Predicting Queer Characters." Petra is dating Rosario Dawson.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> is that where we leave it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think you can figure out. Uh, well, what, why I'll say,
0: what, what I'll say is that Petra's coming out plot line is really sweet, mm-hmm. and the way that Jane and Raphael, who are like her closest friends and basically her family, react to her coming out is really, really great, and sort of a coming out that we haven't seen on TV before because basically Petra's girlfriend is also named Jane. And so Raphael overhears Petra talking about being in love with Jane and he's like, oh shit. And he tells... Jane the, the main Jane the Virgin he's like Petra's in <laughs> love with you and so they, they're they like trying to really gently let her down and she's like what the fuck are you talking about I'm in love with my lawyer Jane and they're like oh cool so you're like and she's like I don't care I'm just in love with a woman and they're like okay got it <laughs> and then the plot line is mostly the two Janes hate each other mm-hmm. and it's them dealing with that because Raphael and the new Jane are like really good friends right away and so the plot line is more about you know figuring out how to like navigate a new relationship and co-parenting than about Petra trying to be like I've never been with a woman before and i don't know you know (laughs) she's
2: 100 (laughs) (laughs) and
0: all the characters on jane the virgin there was a 90 year time jump
1: (laughs) so i guess if you're like jane and you're also like the both of us and just had stopped watching jane the virgin now's the time to go back
0: yeah get back into it hey listeners it's me jay i'm here with my friend robert hi You're currently listening to us talk about something. Probably you're sitting there being like, wow, I love this podcast. This content is amazing. I wish I could have more. Well, you're in luck. Because if you go to Twitter or Instagram and you type in one more thing with an A because I was taken, you can get so much more content. You might be thinking, man, I wonder what's going on on Grey's Anatomy. Head over to our Instagram. You can find out. You might be thinking, hey, I wonder who's running for re-election in the Senate. Head over to our Twitter. You can find out.
1: That's a promise I don't know that I can deliver. (laughs) actually but we can deliver on the Grey's Anatomy because it's been on for 14 seasons and still trucking along
0: yeah also you can go to Facebook and click on one more thing podcast and you can use Twitter and Instagram to tell us what you want to hear about you can just tweet at one more thing and be like I want you to do an episode about whatever and then we'll be like cool (laughs) and now back to the episode
1: The very famous mystery movie from last sure. year <laughs> A Fantastic Woman. I was wondering yeah. how you were going to bring it up.
0: <laughs> this episode is an hour-long plug for our Instagram because <laughs> if you watch our Instagram stories, you already know about this. But the film A Fantastic Woman mm-hmm. came out early in this year was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film at the Oscars and won. Mm -hmm. And the star, Daniela Vega, is a trans woman who plays a trans character, which is very exciting, and she is actually getting a lot of acting roles from it, which is pretty cool. She's incredible in it. And the director, Sebastian Lelio, also directed Disobedience. Mm -hmm. And A Fantastic Woman is basically about this trans nightclub singer whose husband dies or whose like long-term boyfriend dies and she and his family sort of like clash about how to grieve him properly. Robert, what did you think A Fantastic Woman was about? I thought it was
1: about all of that plus her trying to solve her (laughs) husband-boyfriend's murder. (laughs) And the entire movie, I was like, I can't wait for that part to start. So I was trying to figure out who the killer was the entire movie, and I was like, well, it's totally someone from the family. And then there's a scene, a really terrible scene where she gets picked up and, like, shoved into a van, and I was like, here we go. Like, this is it. Like, the person, the killer hasn't gotten on to the fact that she's, like, gonna start looking for who the killer is. Um, And by the way, (laughs) this is 80 minutes into the 90-minute movie, and Robert's like, finally the plot begins. And then it turns out to be just, like, a transphobic attack. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's not And it turns out
0: that everyone was right from the beginning, and he just had a heart attack and died. (laughs) And
1: there's no mystery plot line. So I'm really looking forward to A Fantastic (laughs) Woman 2, where we find out... She becomes a detective. That could be it. Like, she could be inspired by what happened. Oh, because then there's also that side plot line (laughs) where she's trying to find a key... Yeah. It, like, the envelope. Yeah. And the entire movie, you're like, it's in the locker at the steam room where he goes. She, like, eventually goes and it's not there. And I was like, someone came and took that. And it, like, plays into, like, the clue mystery that's going on <laughs> that she will eventually <laughs> unravel. So if you want to see that movie, it doesn't exist. But...
0: But if you email Daniela Vega and
1: cc1morethingpodcast.com... It might be a movie that she's interested in making. It might be. Nombre completo. Marina. Su cédula de identidad la tiene. Ese asunto está en trámite, señor. Entonces no lo cambie. Este es su nombre legal. Mi nombre es Marina Vidal. ¿Tiene algún problema con eso? ¿Por qué sabe Juan ¿Por qué me no tiene retenida? Usted no está retenido. Entonces, ¿por qué tiene mi carnet?
2: Buenas.
1: Marina. The next two were just, like, cool little things that happened. One of them is, oh, so Grindr, an app that we've talked about a lot, and I, for the millionth time, will say that I do not have it, so don't try and find me on it, decided, (laughs) so made, like, this radical movement. To basically make it so that in your profile you can put in what your HIV status is and also when you last ha- when you had your last checkup and everyone was like, oh okay, cool and people either did it or didn't do it but then what came out is that Grindr was selling that information to third party companies, like people's HIV statuses and when that came out the entire gay community was like, whoa whoa, 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 whoa that is not cool and it took Grindr 12 hours and then was like okay, we'll stop. Dear Facebook <laughs> <laughs> it can be be easy <laughs> yeah number 15 is just just a cool thing uh, I didn't hear about this so it is cool trans woman who skateboarded across the entire country her name's Callie Little and uh, she did that so good for her <laughs> And number 16, Everything Sucks. Which it truly does, because
0: <laughs> Everything Sucks was this awesome Netflix show about this group of, like, freshmen in high school in the early 90s. The two main characters are this, like, boy, the boy from Proud Mary with Taraji P. Henson, mm-hmm. and this girl, both, like... 14, 15 years old, and they start dating, and the girl is only dating him because she's trying to hide that she's a lesbian and in love with the, like, popular girl, and she's, like, grungy, and they end up going to a Tori Amos concert, which is (laughs) hilarious. It was really exciting because, basically, the arc of it is, like, the popular girl is bullying her, And then they slowly, they like have to become friends because of like wacky circumstances and they become friends and then they go dress shopping together and they have this scene in the dressing room where they're kind of like the popular girl is like changing her dress and the not popular girl, the grungy girl like turns away and it's like oh I don't want to invade your privacy and the popular girl's like no it's okay if you look. And then they sort of like figure out that they're like into each other and the season ends with them getting together and the second season was going to be about like them figuring out their relationship and like figuring out how to come out and it's been canceled, so.
1: And they're not played by like 28-year-old Yeah, year old no, they're actors. played
0: by like 14-year-olds.
1: Yeah. It's just nice to see like a younger yeah. person go through that and show like the audience that it's not just like an adult story yeah. that can only be told with adult actors. It's something for a younger audience.
0: And it was also great because they're like fourteen, fifteen year old actors, it wasn't ever sexualized in any mm-hmm. way. It was just like them realizing that they were like attracted to each other but but it was never shown in the way of like like in blockers, they're all played by like twenty five year olds, so it's okay for them to like like yeah. act sexy, but for fourteen year olds they like they were just like awkward and sort of like fumbling and being like, oh, we're into yeah. each other, but we don't really know what that means which it sort of by like taking out the oh these like hot 23 year olds pretending to be teenagers it really like let you focus on like the plot mm-hmm. of these like two girls figuring out their sexuality and it would have been really cool if it continued
1: so number 17 sticking with netflix queer eye for the straight guy was rebooted yeah and uh put on a netflix i haven't seen any of it it's really good and i was nervous about it going in because i was like this could either be really bad and a missed opportunity and then it turned out to just be really well done and the, all the guys were really great and a cu- like a couple things that I just want to talk about real quick is there was an episode that they did with a closeted guy Which I had never, like, I would never have thought that they would do. Right. It's unclear if they knew that the guy was closeted or not. But about halfway through the episode, he's like, yeah, like, I'm not out to my family. I have a boyfriend. And so they have, like, a lot of fun with him. And then they they don't push him out of the closet. But he ends up, every episode ends with, like, some kind of final date where they have a party or a get-together of some sort. They film him coming out to his mom. And it's just a very emotional scene that was nice to see of, like, someone who is older, I mean he's not old but like an older generation someone who's 95 (laughs) being like I'm gay. Also, that guy's my boyfriend.
3: <laughs> I do think you should still rank the guys, even though you haven't watched it. Rank them? Okay. okay. I have to look
1: up. I have to. I just have I'm to a look it up. Bias about Jonathan because Jonathan, I'm a huge fan of. From before the show, he on Funnier Die did weekly Game of Thrones recaps called Gay of Thrones, and they were the best part of Game of Thrones because he played a hairdresser, which he, which is his like real life job. <laughs> um, but he played a hairdresser where like comedians would come in, and he would be like, "Oh my god, did you see Game of Thrones?" this week and he would recap it with them but he much like us can't keep track of the names of all of the characters (laughs) so he creates these alter egos for them like Christina Aguilera and baby Kristen Stewart and all of these things and it's really great and then also like Game of Thrones also has a plot line so if you haven't seen it and you have seen Game of Thrones go through and watch it it's great.
0: Okay here's my ranking having never seen anything and only knowing things about them from social media and I'm looking at a picture of them so I don't know their names. Oh okay. So number Number one, I say, is the hot black one with the goatee. Karamo. Number two is the one with the, like, swoopy gray hair who's kind of, like, smirking a little bit. Tan. 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 Number three is long hair. I like him. Jonathan. Jonathan. I like that gift of him going, can you believe? So that's one, two, and three. Number nine is this blonde guy. I don't like the look of him. Okay. Bobby. And then number 18 million <laughs> is Anthony, because I don't want to hear anything else about him. I'm tired of him. <laughs> I don't care about Anthony. He's, and he's you can't so make cute. me. I hate Anthony. I don't want to hear anything else about him. He's I, so
3: horrible on the show too. He comes in and he's like, "Uh, you want to cut up these hot dogs and make them look really nice." <laughs> and and there's a like,
0: couple what? coming out now. And I'm like,
1: I uh, think he's as worthless as Karamo is on the show because both of them don't really do everything anything every episode. Karamo, I think, over the entire season completed, like, one task, which was, like, he created a website that now no longer exists for a comedian. My favorite is Tan. I think he's Swoopy great. hair? Yeah, swoopy he hair. He has
3: the same advice all the time. Wear a <laughs> collared shirt. He's,
1: like, collared shirt floral like well that's uh, exactly what i'm wearing no when to not tuck a shirt in okay (laughs) well but he's definitely number one followed by karamo and then jonathan actually no jonathan and then karamo and then bobby and then anthony
0: so you say gray hair long hair black guy with goatee anthony
1: other guy or other guy Anthony. Other guy Anthony. Okay. Bobby, the guy, the blonde guy, is the one that like reconstructs.
3: He's actually the only one with any talent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, He's that's like why I don't designer. like him.
0: I don't like the look of him.
1: <laughs> the original show was fighting
2: for tolerance. Our fight is for acceptance. My goal is to figure out how we're similar, as opposed to how different we are. We all got to come together in a way where we can understand each other. Uh, Guys, where are we going? (laughs) Georgia. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So then the last three things to talk about are. Let's just put them all together. Let's start with Tessa and Janelle. Yeah. Janelle, who L- dropped Dirty Computer, and yeah. Janelle, who is who ca- all over the
0: place. Who came out as pansexual. Janelle Monet's had a great time. She just came out as pansexual. We're really excited for her. However, there are three reasons you might be listening to this podcast now for the first time. <laughs> Number one, Tessa Thompson and Janelle Monet. Number two, Leah Michelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number three... Gre- Greta Gerwig
1: <laughs> and so we're going to take this time to address yeah, we're all gonna, of these things
0: we're going to in one minute address all three of these things in one minute yeah.
3: should
0: I
1: time you yeah oh god Ready, okay set
0: go Tessa Thompson and Janelle Monet, I believed that they were dating so I started I made a twitter thread about it it went viral couple months later they released a couple of music videos where it seemed like they were together and they are like being really weird and coy about it and um then dirty computer came out and they play love interests and they haven't said publicly whether they're together janelle has said that she's pansexual tessa still hasn't addressed it i'm not really talking about it anymore because it's not fun anymore because you know it used to be like a wacky fun thing and now that they're like actually doing it i'm kind of bored
3: that was like 25
1: seconds. Yeah! (laughs) Twitter also recently found you again. Give me 30 seconds for (laughs) Greta Gerwig. 30 seconds on the clock.
3: (laughs) 30 seconds.
0: And... go! I went to see the Amy Schumer film, I Feel Pretty, alone. Greta Gerwig was sitting in front of me, and she was being very loud during the movie, so I tweeted about it, and then was called a monster, told to kill myself. Uh, said that I had the worst etiquette of anyone ever, told that I should be given a lifetime ban from all movie theaters, and basically just generally hated. So if you liked that thread, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you didn't, please stop harassing me on Twitter.
3: Four, three, two, one. Wow. wow. Great. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go. We made a Facebook Live video about Leah Michelle being illiterate almost a year ago, who weekly. Found it and invited
1: us to their live show to talk about it. And we did. And then suddenly it got like a little viral and then a lot viral and then not too viral.
0: We went on a couple of other shows to talk about it. Michelle Collins's SiriusXM XM show, Jezebel's Dirt Cast. We had made a couple of more videos beforehand that we then made public for people to see. We then took those down because they were meant for our Patreon subscribers. And then we made them public. We just wanted the people who had enjoyed the first one to see it. And then we were like, eh, they don't really need to be on the internet anymore. The live video is gone now because they expire after a year. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to see it, you
1: can't. (laughs) We got a lot of really great feedback from people that thought that it was just as fun as we thought that it was. And then after everybody that did that watched it, we got nothing but uh, hate mail and some really terrible things were said. So we won't really be talking about her anymore because it is now not fun to us. Yeah. So if you're here for that, I'm sorry, (laughs) but we do have a lot of cool stuff coming up this season that I hope you stick around for. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so now that we've talked about that a little bit, if you came for any of those three things and you've made it this far, you've gotten sort of a sense of what we do <laughs> yeah. here.
1: And I'd say that all three things are not things that we don't talk about. Yeah. I mean, that was a confusing sentence. But, like, we talk about a pop culture with an LGBTQ eye. And all of those things are things with that we With a queer eye, if you will. Okay wow.
0: (laughs) Those three big things we're probably not going to talk about, but we'll probably talk about things adjacent to them. Yeah, What this podcast is about is pop culture with an LGBTQ plus lens. We do one hour long episode on Mondays that's about a bigger topic and then we do a 15, 20 ish minute episode on Fridays that's about the LGBTQ plus pop culture news of the week. That's called One Last Thing. Mm -hmm. It's a phone call episode between Robert and me. And and our episodes
1: really vary between this kind of like people, us weekly kind of news and like deeper meaningful stuff. Yeah,
2: I woke up one day and all of a sudden, all online, someone had made a, a, a like a conspiracy video, forty-five minute long video, trying to prove that I can't read or write. All right, what does this say? <laughs> and, uh, what is that word? Uh, well, it's a uh, Dorinda. No. Sound No, I. Dorinda. But, but by the way, not only do I have to memorize. Pages uh, and pages. They said that Ryan oh, Murphy would have to right. read the lines to me. Yes. Ryan called me. He's like, "Do do, do people think that I have the time in my right. life to come and do this?" He's like a billionaire. I I've got accepted to NYU. Like, <laughs> I I mean, it's it's the most bizarre thing that's ever happened. But just in out my of life. curiosity, what was their What the, was their the, proof? So the proof was when I go on like book tours, like book signing, that I'd be signing my name, but I wouldn't actually be writing it. I'd just be like. Oh, you also Um, don't know how to write your own name. I don't know. Yes, no, nothing. Yes. It was that. It was like, I I think that my my signature was sloppy. I mean, it 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 all tracks. It all tracks. It all goes right.
0: At the end of every episode, we have like a bonus segment called One More Thing where we play a game or we do like a little activity or something. And so, for One More Thing this week, let's get a little season three preview. Jay. Put it in here. Carol and Call Me By Your Name. Duck Butter. The 1998 made-for-TV movie of Annie. Eleanor and Tahani.
1: That movie, Stonewall. Okay.
0: Ellen Page. Riverdale. Three Generations. Otherwise known as About Ray.
1: Alex Strangelove. The Will of Loneliness.
0: None of us have seen Albert Knobs.
1: Justin Bieber. Harry Potter. Lojack Horseman. Burlesque. Coming Out Muslim Radical Acts of Love. Every single character is a sexual <laughs> After Louie. Willa Cather. A Florida Enchantment. Jenny's Wedding.
0: Sherry
2: Brownstein.
1: Moonlight. Blue is the warmest color.
0: There is too much spaghetti in that movie.
1: Stormy DeLarvery, the lesbians on Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Below her mouth. Sean Paul Lockhart, Brian Corrigan, the bottom with a star on his ass. Legally blonde. Legally blonde. Legally blonde. Legally blonde the musical. Legally blonde too. Red, white, and blonde. Legally blonde. Legally blonde. Legally blonde. Legally blonde, Legally blonde. Legally blonde the musical. Legally blonde too. Red, white, and blonde.
0: Thank you to Tessa, who's here with us. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tessa came in a little bit through last season and really helped us out and has been great this season. Thank you to the listeners, everybody that came back. 440 Studios. Oh, one thing that you all should go do is if you haven't seen Call Me By Your Name or Carol yet, and you've been living under a rock for the past couple of years, go do that because our movie club this year is a conversation about both of those movies together. And yeah, and you'll, you'll
0: want to have seen both.
1: Yeah, so get on that. Thank you to Stephanie Hawkins for the pictures and all of our Patreon subscribers who are helping us out once again with this season.
0: Patreon.com slash One More Thing. And then on social media, you can go to One More Thing with an A because I was taken or One More Thing podcast on Facebook.
1: And you can always rate and review us on iTunes. You can send us an email at podcast at gmail.com with the number one and that's it I guess we'll see you on Friday yeah bye
0: bye (laughs)
1: I had a potential meet-cute that I never followed through with, with the guy sitting next to me. And by
0: meet-cute, you mean sat next to each other in silence.
1: Yeah. Well, then (laughs) it all really came through because we were laughing at the same stuff. We were having a great time silently. And then at the end of the movie, we all stood up and he kind of lingered. And I was like, is he waiting for me? And then he left. (laughs)